for entrepreneurs and small business owners. There are no shortage of complex business challenges that require innovative problem solving. And among them, growing your small business, no matter its size or success, often presents unique challenges and unintended consequences. Insidium Podcast with host Renee Walker provides actionable small business growth, branding, marketing, and client development strategies. Delivered through a mix of influencer and thought leader interviews and inspirational stories designed to educate, engage, and empower. Hey, everybody, this is Renee Walker. I'm so glad you hit the play button as we have another information packed episode for you. Today, we are joined by Ryan Battisil, founder of Think Marketing and Communications. It's my pleasure to welcome Ryan to the Insightium podcast. Ryan is an award-winning marketing strategist and brand consultant that transforms communications into mission-driven and results-oriented solutions for a wide array of creative projects. Ryan mixes strategy with creativity, technology with graphic design to produce inspired and unique identities, collateral, and marketing materials, as well as social media marketing communications and digital properties. Ryan will share with us today his strategies for employing graphic design in communications and social platforms. Ryan, welcome to Insidium. We're excited to have you with us today. Hey, thanks for having me. Awesome. So you and I have known each other for quite some time, and I've had the pleasure of working with you um, side by side on a number of uh, client opportunities, as well as in higher ed. And I've just always been impressed and amazed by your creativity and your ability to really capture the essence of a communication so that it resonates with the audience as intended. So I'm super excited to welcome you to our podcast today. And I know that my audience is going to learn a tremendous amount from you. So without further ado, um, I wanted to just kind of get the importance from your perspective of graphic design and the communication process. Yeah, well, uh, thanks again for having me. I'm excited to be a part of the show. Uh, From that perspective, you know, I think first impressions are everything and uh, graphic design plays a critical role in any visual communication. Um, You know, it goes far beyond even a first impression. I think you should think about design um, to have an ultimate strategy behind it. Um, You know, it should tell your audience to do something, should give them an understanding of, you know, what you want to communicate um, and wish them to execute. Um, You know, if you align all your visual communications and something I've learned critically from you um, across all your spaces um, enhances your brand recognition uh, with your audience um, and and only helps further progress that along. So uh, the more you you create some synergy across all these different mediums, um, the stronger that will get. And uh, I think one generally, you know, learns more and more over time. Um, how to use graphic design to, you know, give them a compelling message. So that's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about the social space. I know video has become like content king, as it were, for a lot of the algorithms in terms of how you are able to get your message out. But can you talk a little bit about the importance of social media? And, you know, some people feel like they need to be on like every social platform available. So what are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, well, I think uh, everyone's gut reaction is always to try to get in every channel to reach every member of an audience they possibly can. But um, more uh, isn't always great. Um, obviously, less is more sometimes. And I think in this scenario, it's, it's exactly that. Um, if you try to get across all your social platforms, I think there's a tendency to uh, maybe go gravitate towards one and put a little bit more uh, resources behind that maybe not even understand one completely and the audience is that's there. Um, and so you miss out on it. So um, I always say start small, uh, start with one or two, one really, uh, one that you feel comfortable with that you use personally that you know well. Um, beyond just social media, it's the you know, technological side of it, you know, how to make a post, um, you know, what, what tools are available within that social platform uh, to really utilize. And I think once you get to that standpoint where you feel comfortable, uh, then you move on to the next. Um, and, and I think that's usually the best way to go. I agree. And I, that was very sage advice that you gave me and I'm following it. So <laughs> for my audience, just so you know, I was the person that was always behind the scenes, much more comfortable pushing others um, out. But as an entrepreneur and a business owner, I understood that I needed to make my presence known. I'm wondering if there are other strategies you'd like to share with the audience about what they can do if they're just starting out or even if they've been engaged on a platform or two for a while, how best to um, get their results moving? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously the social landscape has changed drastically over the years. Um, Goodness, each month it changes significantly. Um, And and so, you know, before simply having a a Facebook account or a Twitter account uh, was enough to get to the audience that you wanted. Now with thousands and millions of people um, gravitating towards these spaces, um, you know, visibility is limited. Um, and, and Facebook's realizing this and Twitter's realizing this. And, um, you know, a lot of times your message, even though you're, you may be creating good content, isn't even getting shown. So, um, you know, kind of as we spoke, you know, one initial thought to, that comes to mind is um, just taking a step back, you know, looking at how many spaces you're on, stick with one to two that you feel most comfortable with, um, or perhaps that's giving you the greatest engagement already. Obviously, you have a, a captivated audience there. Uh, my second would have to be look at the data. I'm always a data-driven kind of guy, um, and there's a tremendous amount of resources for all these social platforms now to see what's working and see what's not. Um, so, you know, looking back to see is my visibility low, um, but my engagement's good, perhaps. So, the few people that you are reaching, if it's really good engagement, then uh, that just means that you might need to do a paid uh, approach. So, maybe put some dollars behind. Um, trying to get a few more impressions um, to reach your audience. Um, You may not be putting out good content at all, Um, may not be engaging enough. Um, So just look at that. Um, If you're getting a lot of impressions but no likes, uh, then then take that into mind. Um, I think one important thing to to consider is really uh, developing your network. So, you know, oftentimes we, we push out a lot of content Um, but we don't ever really make a relationship connection uh, with our network. And so I think it's important um, to reach out to individual or brand influencers. Um, I think that's going to be a huge thing in the coming years. Um, eMarketer just released uh, a study that said 84% of marketers are going to do an influencer campaign in the next 12 months. 
So obviously there's some backing there. Um, there's some critical things to, to think about there. Um, these individuals already have their audience established. Um, you know, perhaps they're already a customer of yours and you reach out to them to maybe just push the envelope a little farther. Um, maybe it's people that have a common interest and don't even know about your service or your product um, that they can share. So um, definitely look into that um, to see if there's anything that would help with that and put a little spark in here your social campaign. Oh, that's awesome. Great advice. So when you start working with a client, specifically when they're, um, and I'm going to give you a couple of scenarios, the first being they come to you and they want some um, collateral or print or marketing materials created, and they want to fill up the entire space. White space exists for a reason. Can you explain why white space is important in graphic design? Yeah, I think uh, I think one, it's about balance, um, and it's just about how much um, we can interpret in a in a single time frame. You know, many times you only have a, a few seconds to capture an individual's attention, whether that be uh, an article, something that's laying on the table. Um, so you want to utilize the white space to again drive a message, uh, give some breathing room for these individuals. You know, we are bombarded by content all day long. The last thing someone wants to look at is the most densest piece of content <laughs> that is out there. Right. Um, so I think we actually gravitate towards things with space now. Um, and that's actually something I learned in um, the trade show um, area where uh, if you next time you're going through a trade show, look at every single booth and every backdrop will have 100 bullet points uh, with about 20 different images. And you just see people look kind of gazed over. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not sure what you guys are doing, what you're what you're doing here, and maybe you have someone that brings them in, but uh, the message is being missed. You know, you go by a booth that has perhaps some some breathing room. It's just it's you know it's almost kind of a a fresh breath breath of relief. Um, you'll see them kind of just naturally gravitate towards over there. So. Um, I think more importantly, it's for that that sole reason. Awesome. So now let's turn our attention to the social media space, right? So digitally, um, what are the um, top two or three things you most often see um, new clients not quite getting right in the social space? Um, well, I think there's there's a handful of them, obviously. <laughs> um, if I was to choose, you know, my my top few. Um, it would just be not utilizing the tools that are there first and foremost. Um, you know, I think, I think it's one to be on Facebook, but what other tools can you utilize within Facebook? Um, for example, the Facebook messaging platform alone, um, is substantially, um, a large piece of the mix that gets missed. Um, and I think that's probably one of the areas that's going to grow. Uh, over the next five years, the most is this conversational economy with brands. You know, people are expecting to talk to a brand and get a person um, and have a conversation, you know, whether it be via text message or via messaging on their website if they have a question. So if you're missing this, you know, you're obviously perhaps having a successful campaign um, and program on Facebook, but you may be missing this, this huge beast, um, that will drive so much more engagement, um, with your audience. So, um, you know, obviously that's a big place to start. Um, a tool that I really like within Facebook messenger is called many chat. Um, I've been using that 
for the past month or so, and it essentially creates your own bots for you. So um, let's say you're obviously not available to answer every single message um, that comes your way on Messenger. Um, you can create automations um, that respond to certain keywords um, so your audience is at least getting something. Uh, and then you can deliver, um, you know, an expectation of when they can reach a human, you know. So make sure they know it's a bot first off. You know, you're not going to fool anyone by <laughs> um, sending out an automation. So uh, make sure it's real to that degree and to just let them know, hey, you'll be back. But um, I think I think that space is, is critically important. So anytime you're in some of these social tools, you know, make sure they're what other third party um, or additional integrations that are there to help enhance it some more. That's awesome. I've noticed uh, recently uh, a number of sites that I visited uh, have this messenger that you're talking about uh, right on their site. So if you have a question, they invite you and encourage you to use that. Um, so thanks for sharing that. That's really some cutting edge or, you know, forward thinking type implementations that we should all be taking advantage of and adapting early rather than waiting for everybody to saturate the market and then come on late. It sounds like that the information that you've gleaned from using it in the last month has been very helpful. So that's awesome. The other question I had is with respect to web design. Um, you know, we still have a, a lot of business owners who don't necessarily see their website as an important asset in their uh, marketing and communications. Can you give um, some thoughts about that? Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Again, it goes back to uh, the days when just having a website, you know, you, I have a URL and I have a page for someone to go to. Um, and that was kind of enough. And again, things are changing, obviously. Um, going back to the first impression, this is really the first impression someone has um, 24-7 of you um, in the digital space. You know, ask 100 people, 99 will tell you, I'm going to probably Google someone or look up your business before reaching out. So um, it's going to be your chance to communicate what you do, build trust, um, you know, establish establish yourself as a player in whatever industry or, or product category that you're in. Um, and if you are not taking consideration to this, um, you're letting your kind of homepage flop or any of these key landing pages that people are coming to, um, really thinking about a funnel, you know, what do you want to drive them to do? Obviously convert, contact you, whether that be phone call um, or form. But, you know, maybe there's some lead magnets, lead magnets and white papers that you can take advantage of to capture emails and reach out to these people. But um, get the conversation going and, and position yourself as a, as a resource and a key player in your space uh, once they get to your website. That's awesome. So let's get down to a few brass ta tactics. So if you were um, to help my audience understand like one or two things or three that they could do to immediately start to better position themselves, what would they be? Um, I think uh, reputation is huge. Um, that falls hand in hand with social media, um, but also just on the digital space as well. Um, so I think implementing um, a review strategy is critical. Um, you know, focus on your key players like Google and Yelp. Uh, and Facebook to help drive, um, you know, testimonial reviews um, of your product or your service. Uh, this is going to carry 
um, just beyond the reputation part, but um, through search engine optimization, um, just through general reference for people. Um, there's comfort in knowing that there's some true and raw um, reviews associated with your brand or product. So um, there's actually a tool that um, I came across at a conference that I really, really like thus far. It's from a company called Spread Effect, and it's called Spread Local. And what it does is it creates um, essentially campaigns for your clients. So you can add a client, and then you can send them an SMS uh, text message campaign, um, email. So if they don't respond to your review request after the first week, the second week maybe it does it. Maybe after the second week it's a month. But um, you can establish these automations and, and hopefully connect with these individuals. Um, and it's done great for us thus far. Um, you know, it's, it's also nice because they determine, based on their algorithm, um, the critical areas for your product industry. So they might say, okay, you only have two reviews on Google. You really need to get that up to 20. And then after that's reached, we'll start pushing additional links um, and areas for you to focus on, whether that be Yelp. Or Facebook. So uh, it's very neat from that standpoint. So the the reputation, the reviews um, is a critical area that I think every business should should really focus on um, getting after. Awesome. Um, probably uh, the next one would be um, to think about one-on-one, you know, conversations with individuals um, and, and not just um, mass communications. So I think people are getting a little numb to receiving that random email every single week um, that doesn't maybe seem personalized. If you get into the messaging, it kind of breaks that barrier. It makes it personal all of a sudden. Um, and if you offer it a very unique opportunity or a very personalized opportunity through that, I think you can have a lot of success. So um, try to keep the brand or the product real. Um, you know, Keep the human act, um, interaction available. Um, and I think that will pay huge dividends moving forward, too. Um, you know, going back to the influencer uh, campaigns, if you do seek uh, a program, which uh, I highly recommend in the coming coming year, um, to not just look at the individual's followers. I think everyone's mesmerized if someone has uh, 35,000 followers or a million followers. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at the engagement of those individuals. You know, if they have 30,000 people, and only a thousand comments or likes per post, that's only a 3% engagement rate. So um, consider even micro influencers, people of five or 10K um, that have a really high engaged audience. Um, and I think that can el- help elevate um, some awareness and engagement for your brand. Oh, those are awesome. So any final thoughts or takeaways? And uh, obviously, I want to put your recommended uh, technology tools in our show notes. So yeah. I'll make sure that those are available for the audience. But um, what, uh, in closing, kind of give give me, um, I don't know, a few things that you think uh, would really be helpful as business owners try to grow their businesses. Yeah, just kind of to recap everything we we touched on, you know, think about design um, uh, as an action-oriented model. Um, You know, when you're when you're putting together a brochure, um, you know, think about what you want people to do. Um, You know, have it have some breathing room, have it have some life, um, and and I think that will will help drive that collateral even further. Um, When it comes to social media, it can be overwhelming. 
uh, again, take a step back and, and focus on one to two channels. Um, even if that becomes, um, you know, really demanding as a, you know, small business owner, you know, you wear a lot of hats. So, um, maybe look at developing an internship program within your business or a local school, uh, bringing on someone part time to really help drive this because if it takes a back seat, it will not have any success. It really requires, um, a commitment. And, you know, you could try a three to six month commitment with someone and see how it works out. Um, you know, you might find the right person, uh, right out of the gate. It might take uh, a few iterations, um, of hiring and, and, and talking with people to, to see if they have a feel, but, um, just make sure it's, it's getting the focus and, and, you know, resources that it needs behind it. Um, so it can really pay off. Um, I also think it's critical to, attach your ROI to your marketing efforts and your revenue dollars. So um, understand where the dollars are coming from. So if social media is a complete flop for you, at least you'll know it. You know, if it's a big <laughs> driver <laughs> in revenue, you know, don't keep putting money uh, behind something that's not working. So um, really strive in, in all your different marketing efforts, uh, whether that be a print piece, you know, getting a trackable phone number, um, or using unique URLs to see where your conversions are coming from and try to determine an ROI from that. And I think that will help just paint a clear picture moving forward of where the priority should be. Awesome. One thing you said in that is about consistency, which isn't something we really called out. We just sort of understood that that was important. So can you mm-hmm. talk a little bit why, about why consistency on social media is important and what the benefit is? Yeah. And I think it's more important ever today, um, you know, being consistent, you always want to, just like an email, you want to be consistent to some degree where, where people can keep you on the back of their mind. Um, but now you're fighting for space again. So um, you could post on Twitter in a given day and in literally 30 seconds, it's going to be probably hidden by another thousand messages. So um, you know, don't be afraid to be consistent and put out a lot of messaging on the right platforms. You know, you could probably post 50 times to Twitter a day and it would might be enough. Um, some people have a great engagement and audience reach that 10 is enough. Um, you know, going to Facebook, uh, Instagram, posting at least once a day, I think is key. Uh, making sure that people are seeing you. Maybe it's just recycling old content. You don't have to reinvent the wheel every single time you post something. Um, take one piece of content that's made and try to get four or five different um, post opportunities out of it. I think that will that will pay um, huge dividends moving forward. Awesome. Well, Ryan, thank you so much again for joining us on Insidium Podcast. Uh, your insights have been just extraordinary. And I know that the audience will benefit greatly. Remember that we're going to put all of Ryan's um, best uh, recommended platforms and technology tools on our show notes. And Ryan, again, thank you. I'd like to give you the opportunity to talk a little bit about what you do and where people can find you. Yeah. So uh, I'm here for uh, the small business or the entrepreneur, Um, you know, someone who um, is starting out of the gate that is looking for uh, marketing, consulting, some insights, um, some execution. Um, I can be found at thinkmarketing.org. Um, you know, reach out to me um, and, and I'll do my best to, to help guide you on a path that I, you know, might see fit. Um, 
you know, or if it's not the right fit, obviously leave you in right hands. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm here to, to help the small, small business grow. Um, and I love seeing that. That's probably the most part I, uh, I enjoy the most is, um, working with small businesses and watching them grow and blossom. So. Outstanding. Again, thank you so much. We look forward to having you back in the future and your um, information and insights are extraordinarily helpful. So once again, all the information will be in our show notes. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for today's Insightium podcast episode. I hope you found today's podcast informative, insightful, or inspirational. Visit Insightium.com, the hub for small business growth strategies, for additional resources. And be sure to join us next time for another Insightium podcast to help you grow your small business. Come back often and feel free to add our podcast to your favorite RSS feed, iTunes, or your favorite mobile app. You can also follow me on Twitter at RWSpeaks. And sign up at Insidium.com and be the first to receive exclusive information, tips, and tools. All links are in the show notes. Until next time, be bold, aim high, and play hard. Thanks for listening to the Insidium podcast today. To keep moving forward in your business and your entrepreneurial career, grab the show notes, check out resources, and catch up on any missed episodes at Insidium.com now. This has been a Renee Walker and Associates production. Join us next time for another edition of the Insidium Podcast.